This is the Shift Podcast. Tonight on the podcast, a $125 speeding ticket on a bike. I know, right? Kyla Lee, lawyer and expert at all things, talks to us about that. I have a conversation with our old friend Amir Lee about racism and how it's thrown around by certain demographics, certain older demographics of people, and they seem to get a pass. There's an experience my barista had, I shared that, and Amir and I discuss how racism doesn't get a pass anymore. We call it out respectfully and positively. And are you okay with pizza? Yeah, you heard me right. Pizza. Rate it. Subscribe to it on all your favorite subscription places that you can subscribe to podcasts on. And it starts right now. Time to do some Are You Okays. You want me to play the music? Or do you want to play the music? I'll play the music. You play the yeah, music. Okay. Do the thing. Okay, go. Are you okay with cigarettes? <laughs> yes, I am. I'm 100% okay with cigarettes and people smoking. Just put your butts away. That's the only problem I have is butts. But if people want to if people want to burn plant matter and put it in their body and get all this I say go for it. I say smoke those cigarettes. I'm fine with people. I you know what? I allow people to make whatever choice they want to make in their in their lives. This is why I wasn't all Concerned about unvaccinated people and stuff because I've made the choice right. to protect myself. Right. I make the choice not to smoke. Yeah. And I just <laughs> won't go around. If I don't want to inhale cigarette smoke, I just won't go around people who are smoking. Although I do find a lot of jobs I've worked, the yeah. smokers are usually the best conversationalists. It's always, I would always go out to the smoke pit actually just to talk. I don't smoke, but yeah. you know, you'd always have a good conversation out yeah, there. Yeah, you're totally right. I yeah. would agree with that. Yeah. Clack. I actually think that this is a good debate, but I, I, I'm less offended by marijuana smoke than I am cigarette smoke. Cigarette smoke really irritates me, and marijuana smoke, I think, oh, there's a party somewhere. Okay. <laughs> I think Clack's a party guy. I, I, I have Starting a to get that vibe, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what is it that doesn't bother you about weed smoke? What's like, what's, I, I find, see, I, I never understood this. I find smoke to be irritating on the same level, I don't differentiate between cigarette or weed smoke. So what is it? What's the difference, you think? I don't know. It just goes in my throat. Just flavor, I guess. It's cigarette smoke. It's just the flavor. It's, mm. it's They're not, neither are great. I'm not going to go inhale marijuana smoke like, mm, this is awesome. But at I the am. same time. I am. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, that's okay to each their own. I'm not judging at all. I was just saying I, I will as soon as the show is done. But... Yeah, fascinating. Do you smoke? I'm, I'm assuming no. Clack? Oh, I, I actually do. I, I, I take the pills. Wait, acid? Like, C, like CBD pills. Like not, no, not acid. No, no, CBD pills. Okay, CB, so CB, you, you take CBD. You don't smoke cigarettes, though? I don't smoke cigarettes. And I, I used to smoke marijuana okay. a little bit, but it just I found the pills were a lot easier to take yeah you can tell you only smoke marijuana a little bit because you call it marijuana so you take cbd now do you find it helpful <laughs> i really do i yeah. think cbd is awesome it, especially for people that are really anxious okay uh cbd is awesome it just kind of calming you down yeah and how long um what kind of dose do you what, do you take for cbd like what do you what do you do you take it just on the daily or are you like i think i'm gonna have an anxious day i need to take some cbd 
if it's a party or if it's a, a maybe a more anxious scenario, maybe I'm seeing yeah. some people I haven't seen in a while, mm-hmm. then take about 20 milligrams to start. Like 20 is a pretty okay. good number. Okay. Wow. And do you find it helps with your joints as well? Because I heard it helps with inflammation. I'm not old enough yet to be there. Okay. We're, oh, yeah. We're, we're going to be there eventually. But Jeez, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you suffer from anxiety? A little bit, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Especially just it's in those environments where there's yeah. you know females, yeah, or sure, or females. <laughs> Are you like Raj Kutherpali and you can't talk to girls unless you had a few drinks? No, I'm better than that. Okay. But but like Raj is a is a sweetheart. <laughs> he is. You're not a sweetheart. Is that what you're saying? I'm a sweetheart. I'm okay. just not. I'm not like I. I won't just shut down. Okay. It's a nice help. <laughs> I only kid because I know what this is like. I've experienced it too. I, 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 I'm incredibly nervous around women. So, um, do, so do you need? Can you can you talk to a woman without drinking? Then, absolutely. Oh, okay. absolutely. Okay. No matter. It, it's just it's when you get into the, the yes. game of it. Yes. The game changes things. Yeah. See, I was just worried that you were maybe an alcoholic, so I just needed to check on that. No, I'm, I'm, my, my voice is a little bit shot, but that's, it's not, it's not from that. <laughs> okay. Don't cause worry. I, I've been, I had to check my substance cause I pretty much cut coffee out because I've been smoking way too much weed and drinking. I've, since my dad died, oh. I, I drank every single day since my dad died up until last week. And so I, I had to run a check. And so I cut coffee and I've cut down booze to like once or twice a week. So I haven't been drinking coffee, which is okay. See, I can't give up coffee because I'm like, you've got to have a vice. There's got to be a vice. Yes. And for me, it's caffeine. Yeah, hey, yeah. I, that's fair. I just have all the vices, so I need to cut two of them. Yeah. Or at least that's minimize them. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not cutting the weed out because I just love smoking weed. It's one of my favorite things. It gives me anxiety. I'm already anxious as it is, so it makes yeah. me super anxious. See, I suffer from depression and anxiety, and there are certain strains that help me out in that department in a major way. That's why I'm so interested in the CBC or CBD clack, because I want to try I just haven't got to it yet, but I also want to try out uh, microdosing um, psilocybin as well for my anxiety and stuff like that. So I want to try that out. Have you ever tried that? I haven't tried that, yeah. but I've heard from people yeah. it's surprisingly effective. Yeah, yeah, me too. What were we talking about? Oh, cigarettes, right. Okay. <laughs> Are you okay with cigarettes? <laughs> Philip Morris International is a known tobacco company. You may have grown up hearing ads such as this. So get back to the joy of smoking. Call for Philip Morris and enjoy, truly enjoy, every cigarette you smoke all day long. And we promise you this. You'll be glad tomorrow you smoked Philip Morris today. Uh, Philip Philip Morris CEO, Yasik (laughs) Olchak. You know, I got to admit, smoking is cool. Like, don't, okay, okay, hold on. <laughs> Whoa, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I don't know if you can it's say that. It's not cool. It's not, smoking is not cool. We do not recommend anybody smokes <laughs> at any time. But what I meant was cool in the sense of like that ad said, like the image yeah. of smoking to me is iconic. Yeah. Like in movies, if when someone lights a cigarette, they get cooler, you know, they take that drag and they blow it out, you know, and they're speaking French and you know, where the ambiance is right or, or, you know, you walk up to a club or something and you walk into the door. It's like a, a side door in a club or something. And the doorman's going to be smoking. And that's the coolest club in the town. So, you know, the doorman is the coolest doorman and the coolest doorman is smoking. So smoking is kind of cool to look at, to look at, not to do. 
you probably succumbed to a lot of peer pressure <laughs> as a child, didn't you? I did a lot of bad things as a child. Uh, the Philip Moore CEO, Yasik Olchak, is calling for the UK government to ban cigarettes within the decade. This move would effectively end its own Marlboro brand. Ooh, dang. Marlboro is classic. Yeah. The company's CEO set, even says the sooner the world is without cigarettes, the better it is for everyone, quote unquote. Philip Morris wants to morph into a health and wellness company. That's not possible. They say their executive pay will be tied to its new mission to unsmoke the world by phasing out cigarettes. Maybe it's time for Philip Morris to join Vape Nation. I don't agree with this. If people want to smoke, let them smoke. Yeah, I I'm I don't think banning is is the no. best way to deal with a lot of things. I no. think it's it's education and information, but right. that's just me. No, that's that's see see this is your problem, Brandon. Yeah, I know. You're too logical. Oh. Get your common sense out of here. I know. Canadian common sense. Oh. That's what I'm offering. <laughs> Thank you. You know who else likes that? Eric Chapman is in the house. You're damn right he is. Thank you, Chuck. Okay, so yeah, no, I'm not I'm not okay with uh banning cigarettes. I'm okay with cigarettes. I don't think we should do this. You think we should, Clack? Ban them totally? It's so weird that Philip Morris is the ones telling us this. Like, did you hear the <laughs> ad? Did you hear the ad? Yes, right? It's classic. Here, let's, well, let's hear it one more time. So get back to the joy of smoking. <laughs> Call for Philip Morris and enjoy, truly enjoy, every cigarette you smoke all day long. Mm. And we promise you this. Mm. You'll be glad tomorrow you smoked Philip Morris today. It reminds me of the one that's like, nine out of ten doctors smoke Marlboros. Those old oh. words, have you heard those? They're great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I still crave cigarette probably once a day. I'm almost ten years without having a cigarette. But I still constantly crave. Okay, let's go. Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> with, are you okay with pizza? Yeah, who isn't? I'm wanna, I want to shake the person that doesn't like pizza. There's nothing like a tasty pizza pie. Just ask SpongeBob SquarePants. The Krusty Krab pizza is the pizza absolutely. Krusty Krab pizza. Clack, you okay with pizza? Oh, I love pizza. Favorite? I know one person who doesn't, and they're actually a very nice person. You'd think maybe they're a psycho or something, but they actually are a sweetheart. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're right, though. If you do, yeah, I would think that they're a psycho. Why don't they like it? What's their problem? Did someone who hurt them? I don't. I don't know what it is. Like they, they, they can't say it's sauce because you can get sauceless pizza. You could, I guess it's pizza bread. You can't say it's cheese because there's cheeseless pizza. Is there? Oh yeah, there is. You're right. Isn't original pizza like basically cheeseless? Yeah. Yeah. So what's? I mean, do you not like bread? I mean, maybe you're gluten free. Yeah, but there's gluten free bread. There's also gluten free pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah that's unacceptable. Uh, yeah. I don't like that person. I don't care if they're sweet. That's horrible. What if, I. Am, what if they like save ten puppies, but they don't like pizza? I don't care. Put the puppy on a pizza. No, I'm just kidding. Um, 
<laughs> uh, pizza Hut Japan is celebrating the Tokyo Games with their new de- decathlon pizza. Now, I'm not okay with this. And I love pizza. I'm like a pizza jerk. I don't eat at Domino's. I don't eat at Pizza Hut. I don't eat none of that. I eat good, some Nepo- Napolitina or some local pizza. Domino's pizza. It's not pizza. It's it's bread with stuff on it. Uh, yeah, pizza. until they sponsor you, and then you'll be like, no, no, I don't. <laughs> I will never go corporate ever and support Pizza Pops, Brandon. Okay, pizza sorry. Pops are the most delightful that. dish on the planet, but I would never say that uh, <laughs> in support of a corporation. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to question your integrity. <laughs> Thank you. Send me Pizza Pops. Uh, they're called the King of Meat Baits Pizza. This behemoth features 10 toppings on different meats. Is there 10 types of meat? Bacon? You're, you're asking the wrong guy. I, uh, are you a vegetarian? I have dabbled in that lifestyle, yes. Uh, okay. Are you a vegetarian? Not so much anymore because okay. I've dabbled back. Okay. <laughs> okay, it's got bacon, Iberico, thick sliced bacon, but that's just bacon. Now, hold on. There's three types of bacon on this. Bacon, Iberico, thick sliced bacon, and aged bacon. Is that necessary? Clack, is that necessary? That's so much bacon. Can't you just have one bacon and it, you'd still have bacon on there? I don't have the problem with the bacon. You have to keep reading okay. where there's problems. I okay, there's, okay, they're coming out. Charcoal grilled beef ribs. That sounds nice. Beef bulgogi. What's that? I don't know what that is. Do you know what that is, Clack? I didn't even Google it. I just, I just, I just saw okay. that there was bulgogi on it. I said that's <laughs> something. Like a texter, please enlighten us. Somebody, I, I, 877-399-9898. What's beef bulgogi? Teriyaki chicken, pulled pork, pepperoni, rough sliced sausage, and Italian sausage. Oh. See, it, this is, I'm not into the mixing of meats. I don't like that's, mixing my yeah. meats. Well, pulled pork is a weird one to me. Yeah, on a pizza, I'm, I'm not, I don't, I mean, I'd, I'd look at it and think about tasting it. I don't know if I would, but you don't, you don't mix meats. No. You I, have chicken with chicken. I'm getting heartburn just reading all of this. <laughs> I knew a guy, I worked at a, um, at a pig processing plant called, oh, no. I'm not saying what it's called. It was in Red Deer, Alberta. And there was a guy there that he, uh. He only ate, he stole pork every day, and he ate pork every day for three weeks. Oh. And he almost died. I'm not even joking. He got some, when you eat too much meat, I forget what it's called, but yeah, he didn't show up for work for like three weeks. And we're like, what happened? He's like, well, he ate nothing but pork at work every day for three weeks, and he almost died. And my friend, speaking of weird diets, my friend worked in a vintage clothing store. And he found an old Chevrolet diet that's just you eat steak and drink milk for a week. That's the diet. What is that supposed to accomplish? I don't know, but he did it and he got really sick. Well, yeah. Yeah, no right? Doubt. I know, but he did it, but it was nuts. He found it in a pocket of like an old coat. <laughs> but this pizza is essentially a meat lover's pizza if it were designed to give you a heart attack on the spot. Yeah, I'm not okay with this much meat. Are we trying to cut meat out of our diets? Isn't that what we're supposed to be doing? Not adding three types of bacon? Like, I'm not going to well, eat three types of eggs when I eat eggs. I'm going to eat a chicken egg. Like, that's it. I'm not going to get a, an, an ostrich egg or a quail egg. No, I'm going to eat a chicken egg. Just like I'm not going to eat chicken with beef 
and pork. Oh, the kosher in me doesn't like that either. Apparently. <laughs> okay, I'm not okay with this pizza. Oh, here we go. Derek at 877-399-9898. Bulgogi is actually good. It's somewhat spice, sweet, and spicy, and I really like it. But what is it? I <laughs> didn't oh. answer our question. Oh. <laughs> I know. I'm glad you like it, though, Derek. Um, wait, where did that go? Uh, da, da, da. It's Korean-style barbecue. Eric, I texted that. That's a new texter, Eric. Welcome to the show, Eric. Nice to have you. You know who's in the house, Eric? Eric Chapman is in the house. Oh, damn right he is. Okay, but apparently it's it's food someone texted. No, it's it's Korean style barbecue. Okay. All right. Mark's texting in. I disagree. Bacon can be wrapped around any kind meat. Whoa. Well, we welcome a diversity of opinion here on the shift, right? No, we don't. That's unacceptable. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because he's he, wrapping stuff in bacon is wonderful. Someone else said uh, 877-399-9898 on the text, ham, pineapple, and jalapeno. And Catherine just says, just to confuse you. <laughs> I think we're all a little confused. Are we not? we got time for one more, Brandon. Can we do one more? If we make it quick. Okay, we won't do it then. No, we're going to do it. Okay, hit that music. Are you okay with reviews? No. Not if they're negative reviews of my reviews. performance. <laughs> <laughs> so if I say you did a good job, you're okay with that? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm not okay. I don't like reviews. I don't like movie reviewers. Even Steve Stebbing, love him. But he's a reviewer. Like, what? what's your opinion better than mine for? Who are you? You make a good point, but I'm not <laughs> going to argue. I mean, if you want, listen to Steve Stepping every Thursday. Oh, come on. I love Steve. At 11.04 Pacific time. Is actually, the way he does his Instagram is awesome. He does it like it's a old, um, like an old movie store where you go and it's like the customer picks. He does it that way. It's actually a really great, you wouldn't think it's a big deal, but it actually does affect the way I look and read his reviews. So, no, Steve, I'm not going to defend it. Steve knows I love him. Um, did you get a good review? Did it get a bad review? Some people live and die by reviews to make choices. Oof. Others like Michael Keaton's character, Regan Thomas and Birdman, don't care about reviews at all. Wow. You know, what has to happen in a person's life for them to become a critic anyway? What are you writing, another review? Is it any good? Is it? Is it bad? Did you even see this? Let me read it. I will call the police. Call the police. Let's read it. Callum. Callum's a label. Okay, I got to cut that off because we got to go. But a couple in Vancouver, Washington, left a bad review for a roofing company on Google. So they gave it one star. And now they're getting uh, sued for defamation for $112,000 from the roofing company. See, and that's why we shouldn't be reviewing anything. Just let it happen. Like this show. Just let it happen. Yeah, don't review this don't, show. Please don't <laughs> review this. Don't listen back. Don't tell anybody this happened. Just forget it. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Forget about the show. This is the Shift Podcast. There was something that happened to me the other day. A good, a, a wonderful friend I've made at the local coffee shop told me a story about something that was just so wrong on every level. And you're about to hear that story. And it's about racism. And the, I, think th I think there's a definition of it for casual racism, which... 
seems absolutely ridiculous. Racism is racism. Casual just makes it sound friendly, and it's not. So, so it's like, and, and, a, and a lot of the time there are certain demographics or people of a generation, perhaps, that we give a pass in these situations. And as Amir points out, we don't, we don't need to do that anymore. We need to be thoughtful about it, but we need to call these people out. So I'm going to have a chat about racism, and I, I called up our old friend Amir Ali to have this chat. Ha 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 Like that. I'm leaving that in. My next guest, Amir. <coughs> welcome, ba- well, welcome back to the show, everybody. Amir's here with us. Welcome, Amir. Thanks, man. Thanks for having <laughs> me. It's always a pleasure to be on the airwaves. <laughs> um, what were you doing that you uh, needed some time to get away from it all? Were you uh, were you having a date? Are you back in the world out no, of COVID? I was, how you- a, I was having a I was having a bike actually. Uh, oh I wow! Didn't realize how hot it's going to be out there today, though. I was it was a sweaty mess. Yeah, we're talking about bikes later in the show. Did you hear about the person that got a speeding ticket on a bike in Toronto? What? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to talk to Kyle. Thanks for the cr- possible? Yeah, I know, right? Thanks for the cross promo. That's how good you are at this. Yeah, we're talking about it later on in the show. It's totally possible and it happened. I think it was 125 bucks. The police were having this uh, hard time with this certain area, so they're like police get out there and so the police did and they handed out a, a ticket to this girl on her bike for oh speeding. My. God, I would dispute that all the way to hell. I <laughs> know <laughs> oh, it's so great. Okay, let's get to this though, because you're uh, you're an educated man. You're 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 thoughtful when we speak about these things. So I, I thought I'd talk to you about this because let's let's hang out around the water cooler, man. Let's, as the boss always says, let's talk about things people are talking about. So um, I'll tell the story quick. I was uh, getting a coffee. Okay. At my favorite place, being around the world, uh, Sasmat and West 10th in Vancouver. If you're ever in Vancouver, please stop in. Say hi to Sarah. And um, she tells me that uh, the day before, uh, an older lady, quite probably around 70, comes into the, to the coffee shop and orders. And Sarah asks, um, how many cream would you like in your coffee? And she points at Sarah's skin. And Sarah's like, what? And she's like, this color of your skin. Wow. And yeah, um, I threw my hands in the air, and I couldn't. I can't imagine. But Amir, what, 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 why is that offensive? Well, um, let me ask you first. How, yeah. how did Sarah react to that? Was she offended by it? She, she was as as she is. But she's incredibly smart and worldly, and she picks up on situations. She noticed the person was elderly and maybe didn't get it, so she was able to just kind of laugh it off. Mm. I think that's how she handles it a a, a lot of situations, which is sad, but yeah, I think she kind of just laughed it off and and passed it off as an old lady. Yeah, and I don't know if offensive is the word that I'd use. It it would definitely make me uncomfortable purely for the fact that this person is is using my skin color to to identify something that has nothing to do with race or skin color, I guess. so I don't know if I would be offended if that happened to me, but I would definitely it would definitely make me feel uncomfortable because now I'm realizing this person is, you know, acknowledging my my color in a in a weird way. 
Yeah, and that's kind of why I wanted to have this chat as well, because I wasn't sure if it was offensive. But the point of this chat is, if you're thinking about making a joke or making a comment, just don't. <laughs> because you, you never yeah. know, you know? And you pointed out that this 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 woman was was more elderly, and I think that's for me where it gets tricky in terms of when to take a stand and when to just kind of shrug it off. There's been instances, some that you even are aware of, where uh, even in a professional setting, somebody's people have made comments that um, have left me kind of perplexed. I would say, and. There's there's a bit of an instinct or an urge to, you know, make a scene about it, not for the, the sake of making a scene, but for the sake of, you know, maybe educating somebody on the fact that that's not the way to do it. But, right. yeah, it's 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 hard to, to attack an elderly person, though. I feel that's what I was going to get to eventually. It's <laughs> have you I feel like there are some demographics and people that get a pass for that reason, which and I guess yeah. it's it's not up to me because I'm just I'm just this person. I'm just I have nothing to do with this. But um um has anybody ever like uh stepped in when these comments are made? Is is it is it often is it true that often a lot of white people don't notice when people of color are having this sort of non-offensive but weird interactions happen? Yeah, you know the the things that I was thinking of that have happened. Um, people were in a, a situation to be able to step in, but they hadn't, and I don't think it's because people don't want to step in. I just think. Say you, for example, as a person in that situation, mm-hmm. would you have known what to say to step in? I think you, you probably, actually, you, that's not well, the best example because you probably would have stepped in and, and said something. Yeah, I don't know what, person that you I don't know what I was said. I probably would have made a, a weird joke or I would have looked at her like she just like kicked a baby or something like that. Like, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, but please continue. Yeah, um, but in, in my situation, yeah, I, I think I think people want to do the right thing, but not everyone has the same courage as you. And there there is the risk of making a situation like that worse by stepping in. You know, yeah. I think if that person who made that initial comment saw this other person step in, then they're they're going to get on the defensive a bit more, and maybe things get even worse than you know that not necessarily innocent remark, but you know what right. I mean. That yeah. kind of joke, the unaware joke. Yeah. When someone does step in, how do you feel? Is it, does it affect you? Is it powerful? I think it is. Um, there, there's a, not, not really a, a directly related example, but there was a time um, I was walking in Vancouver. Um, you know about the story. I got attacked on the street, and um, right. it, it wasn't like a, you know, a significant attack or anything. My life wasn't in danger. It was very uncomfortable, and um, nobody stepped in. But after the altercation happened, there was one person that kind of, you know, asked me if I was okay. And even that alone was super powerful because it made me feel like I wasn't alone anymore. And I think that more than anything, even if you don't step in, maybe after the fact, you know, check in with that person that was in the encounter. Because I think that would make a world of difference, honestly. Well, kind of to to your point, maybe because... Like you said, people are very fearful of what could happen, which is true. Which is true. You should be aware of what could happen because things could get ugly. So you don't want to. But sometimes stepping in could just be standing beside you and looking at you and being like, "I got you," and that's it. Yeah, 
Yeah. And I, I unfortunately have not been lucky enough to, to be in that situation. I've been, you know, I've been accosted for, for being brown. I am a brown person, by the way, everybody mm-hmm. out there. Um, I, right. I have been for my skin color. And mm-hmm. there's been situations, yeah, where I have been left standing alone. And you're right. You know, if somebody was just even a very subtle thing that wasn't obvious to the person that was the um, the suspect, I guess, in the mm-hmm. situation. Yeah, it would make it would make a difference for okay. sure. And, you know, something else I just thought about, we were talking about yeah. giving elderly people a pass to some degree. <sighs> Thinking back on that now, I, I, I still probably would if I was in that situation, but I don't know necessarily if that's the right thing to do. Um, it's, it's so tough because oh, well, there's that yeah. generational thing, yeah, you know, yeah. that yeah. I remember when I was a kid, my, um, my friends came over for a project in high school. We were doing this, uh, iron chef, uh, parody video for French class. We basically did a, a segment on iron chef, but we tried to do it all in French. It sucked cause we were in high school and our friends sucked. But, um, I remember there was a, this, this time where my dad walked into the kitchen as we were cooking. And um, my friend, who was Chinese, was the one that was at the stove at the time. And my dad made this comment about him being a Chinaman. And that's not the way you, you know, reference a Chinese person. And even then, and this was like 2002, 2003, we were just young teenagers. Even then, it was it was fairly uncomfortable. Um, so I think if there's the ability for somebody, even if they are elderly, to make a young person feel that way, then we need to do something to correct that kind of thing in society and yeah and you know what i i take back what i said i don't think it's okay no matter what your age is to make somebody feel that way okay because i was going to ask you would it be even worth it with someone that age but now you're yeah it is eh? okay yeah okay you know we like as a society why should we be making accommodations for this situation when if anyone should know better it is the elderly generation and i mean we can't group them all together obviously there are some elderly yeah. people that get it and don't treat people that way so why should some people get a pass yeah you know you reminded me of something too i was at a dinner recently and it was just coming out of covid and there was a, a story being told and the person the person wasn't a lot older but a little bit and they were uh, they're from vancouver and they were like they were telling a story and they went into a, a stereotypical Asian person accent, however you want to do it, the racist one, you know, the one I'm talking about. And, and, and I really was really grateful because there was a lady there who was really strong and she's like, hey, no accent, dude, the story doesn't need it. And even him, even his response, and I'm not condoning it and I'm not saying it's okay. He was like, what, what did I do wrong? I'm just telling the story, you know? So it's like, we really have to think anytime. That's why I wanted to have this talk too, just to remind people. If we're having these thoughts to making comments or jokes, think about it, think about it again, and then shut up. Yeah, you know what? I think uh, I think you hit the nail on the head there. Just just think twice. Yeah, yeah, and don't get and like you said, Amir. Like do, we don't have to get physical. We don't have to get aggressive, but we shouldn't give people a pass on this either. We need to start addressing it when it happens. Yeah, I don't want the next generation to, you know, repeat the bad habits that are still being exemplified in society. We see videos on social media every week of people acting like this. So, yeah, the more we can do to spread awareness to people to, you know, think twice, as you said, I think would be beneficial overall. Awesome. Thanks for the chat. You have any weird noises you want to go out with? I'll just clear my throat again. Okay, yeah, go that's, ahead, uh, please. What I like to do. Yeah, go. <laughs> okay, good. We're good. Oh, that's it. Okay, we're good. <laughs> All right. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. Bye. Okay. Take care, man. Yeah. Bye.
There you go. Amira Lee from the Daily Hive. Uh, look him up. He writes articles. And that's the conversation. And yeah, so just, you know, everybody's trying to be a joker. Everybody's got things to say, you know, don't. <laughs> it's just not a good idea. And don't like maybe test them with your friends. If you have friends and you, you know what? Oh, don't even do that. We have to stop. And we have to, I've been watching these videos of, of just the presence of um, like white people in the presence of people um, wanting to harm or um, bring down people of color. And it's fascinating. There's a video of a, of, of, of a black man ranting in a court and it's, he's standing up for his rights and he's standing on a table and the police are about to move in. And this little white lady goes up and stands beside him and the police move away. And so I think, and I think when we see these situations, we think physical anger, people are going to get hurt, which is a good way to think. We have to stay safe and nobody wants that to happen. But I really, truly think just the presence, you know, can help in those situations. It can give the person that's getting, getting talked to like that, the strength to speak up and find their voice, or you can be the voice for them if they want that. But I think just make that connection. Cause like Amir said, we have, we can't let this happen anymore. You know, the next generation has got to change and we've got to be the example. So don't make racist jokes. And if you see racism happening, address it however you can. And it doesn't have to be violent. It's the Shift Podcast. They gave cyclists speeding tickets in Toronto. How fast were they going? Over 20. The posted limit was 20. Really? And they went over 20. Wow. 126 tickets they gave out for speeding and failing to stop at the uh, stop sign. So it's a, it basically, it's an area in Toronto, um, the center of the universe. And uh, there's this intersection where people keep ripping through the stop sign and speeding, like it's speeding on a bike. Who, who thought that was even possible? Like, can you go more than 25 on a bike? No. Like professional riders, like yeah, those well, Tour de France. Yeah, those guys. Yeah, those sure. guys. Well, if I did fast. all those steroids, I could go that fast too. Whoa. Well, hey, they admitted it. Yeah, well, they, one of them did. Well, no, they all pretty much did in that. Did you see that documentary? It was like rampant. They're like bags of, of steroids. Anyways. <laughs> he had a big heart really did we really believe that his massive heart made him made his muscles that big like come on no it's i blame oprah for that one oprah made him all cool and stuff and then that interview and anyway so these cyclists in toronto they did an enforcement blitz because the bylaw officers can't give tickets to people in motion so they had to involve the police i know right who'd have thought like we're learning, we're learning stuff here on the shift. That's what we do. I'm Eric Chapman, by the way, not Shane Hewitt. And so they gave a hundred and twenty-five dollar ticket to a, a a young woman who was going over the posted speed limit. So I'm I just I just needed to understand what's going on here. So I found our favorite lawyer to talk about this ticket and and what exactly is well, like I just said, what is going on here? Okay, first of all, Kyla Lee, knower of all things, are. It, I'm seeing a lot of e-scooters, and I'll get to why I'm bringing this. Is are, would you date someone on an e-scooter that commutes? Are they lame? I feel like they're lame, Kyla Lee. I mean, I probably wouldn't, but only because I live so far away from anything that they'd never come see me with their e-scooter. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Because I wanted to try one too, but then I saw a guy with this really 
like he had the really big headphones on and a really big helmet and he had a leather satchel and he would like he was night dressed well but i'm like it just looks so dorky but they look so fun so i'm just trying to get people's opinion on them and and i think that's part of this conversation too because with e-scooters and e-bikes we're probably going to be seeing a lot more what we think are odd tickets like this aren't we We are going to see more people being ticketed for things that don't immediately make sense to us. But, you know, recognizing that now bikes can basically be propelled by motors. And as long as you have a license and are able to purchase insurance for it, um, you know, you can you can ride a bicycle that can go uh, electrically quite quickly down the roadway. And so that can pose a hazard to other people on the road. E-scooters, same situation. If you hit somebody when you're motoring along on one of those things, you could cause some serious injuries. Yeah, totally. Um, and I saw this. This is interesting, too. Let's clear this up, too. I can't drive my bike in a crosswalk. You cannot drive your bike in a crosswalk. Um, basically, a crosswalk is, is essentially an extension of the sidewalk. And biking on the sidewalk is not permitted under the BC Motor Vehicle Act. Uh, so uh, biking in a crosswalk is also not permitted. You can dismount your bike and cross like a pedestrian, but crosswalks are pedestrian spaces. Okay, and I have another might seem like an odd question before we get into more what are probably just odd questions still, let's be honest. Um, if I'm like, if I'm like a bike, like roller skates, do they count? Do, do you know Heelys, those shoes, do they count as like a motor vehicle if I'm propelling them with my body and I'm breaking a law? They don't okay. currently count. Okay. Under BC's motor vehicle legislation, it deals with uh, e-bikes. It deals with, um, to some extent anyway, uh, it deals with bicycles themselves, motorcycles, motor-assisted cycles, uh, even wheelchairs are covered in there, and of course cars and trucks and okay. tractors and farm equipment, but not wheelies, not roller skates. Okay. So there's all sorts of other things that aren't contemplated by the law. Like what? Well, I mean, uh, even just your regular old, like one, you know, one leg regular powered scooter or skateboard, nothing like that is covered in the Motor Vehicle Act. So it's left to municipalities to create regulations about those. Um, And you mentioned e-bikes to some extent. What did you mean by that? Well, some... uh, sort of electronic bicycles require the rider to have a license or insurance, whereas some don't. So the Motor Vehicle Act makes the distinction between circumstances where a license and insurance is required and circumstances where it's not. Okay. So this ticket that this person in Toronto got on their, it was an e-bike, was it not? I believe it was, yes. Yeah. What, what was the offense for this? This was speeding on the e-bike. So they were going in excess of, I believe it was a 20 kilometer an hour speed limit uh, on the e-bike. And they were apparently shocked and appalled that they could be ticketed for speeding when they were knowingly violating the law. (laughs) That's really funny. Does that happen often when people in these situations that people really don't like you're breaking law? People don't get that, do they? There is a lot of outrage um, in the cycling community in particular about people on bicycles getting tickets. There's this sort of general sense that because they're not as dangerous as cars and because the consequences of an accident are not going to be as devastating and because if a a bicycle is involved in an accident with a car where it's the cyclist's fault, there's not going to be that much damage to the car and the cyclist is going to wear it physically, that they shouldn't have to 
serve consequences if they don't follow the rules of the road. But the law applies to everybody to whom the law says it applies, regardless of whether you agree with it or not. Right. I'm just remembering now, I think one of the lines were there weren't people around at the time. So (laughs) is that not a valid excuse? It is not a valid excuse. Wait, Kyla, if if no one's around, I can't run a red. Didn't Christy Clark out in B.C. do that once? There was no one around. She ran a red light. That's not legal. That's not legal. No, oh. I can't, you know, at four o'clock in the morning, I can't whip down the, the main streets in Vancouver going 100 kilometers an hour just because my car lets me do it. And there's nobody else around that doesn't justify it. And you wouldn't accept that type of rhetoric. Right. Like You would never see somebody interviewed in the news after getting a speeding ticket in their car going, I can't believe this happened to me. This is insane. There was nobody else around. Like everybody like this is ridiculous. I know that's part of why I wanted to talk to you this is, about you with this as well, because as as absurd as it sounds off the top when you sit down it's like well well yeah you were speeding you you you, you get the ticket what about is are they going to be able to do they have a leg to stand on in fighting this i guess they can but in your professional opinion do they is it, is it worth it I mean, it's probably not worth it to fight it because if you get a ticket as a cyclist, it doesn't affect your insurance because there's no insurance. It doesn't affect your your driving record because you're not a driver at that time. And so the ticket doesn't go on your driving record. Other than the fine, there's really no consequences. So, you know, why fight it? I I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. No. Okay. cool. Is this another reason to perhaps in your opinion, personal or professional, start maybe issuing licenses and registering bicycles if you're commuting in, in in maybe more dense areas of cities? I am an advocate for the sort of regulation of, of bicycles through insurance or licensing because there should be, for repeat offenders, people who continue to flout the law and pose a risk to others, regardless of how large that risk is comparatively to cars, they should be able to be monitored and tracked and serve appropriate consequences for repeat behavior. Mm-hmm. And I know, and, and also one last question, a knower of all things, Kyla Lee, professional lawyer. Um, do these kind of blitzes, are they, do, they, do they really work, the kind of thing they did here with these cyclists? Because it was, it was a problem area, so they put a bunch of uh, um, officers on it instead of bylaw enforcement, because bylaw enforcement officers can't pull people over, but police can. Is, is, is this a good way to go about it, is, or is it a better way to educate with signage and, and campaigns? Hey, puppy. I think a little of both. Yeah. I think signage and campaigns definitely do serve a um, a significant effect. But if there's no perception that you're going to get caught, then people are going to continue to do the unlawful behavior anyway. Yeah. With cars, you know, I like the idea of having signage and education campaigns because uh, drivers have a perception that they're going to get caught because we see traffic enforcement involving police officers. But when it comes to cyclists, because we don't see these types of blitzes, cyclists, you know, tend to get away with breaking the law a lot. And so it's nice to see some enforcement and create that perception that then along with education and signage and reminding people of the rules, we'll collectively work together to change behavior. Fantastic. Thank you for your time tonight. I appreciate you very much. Thank you for having me. Okay, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The Shift Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show and share with anyone you like. Get it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and CuriousCast.ca.